Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, however, wherever you're listening. This is the Root for Wisconsin show, episode 15, coming at you from the Mean Your True Value and Riverwood Gallery Studio. I'm Eric Fisher, the Big E, joined in person by Ramsey Thompson. Ramsey, how you doing, buddy? Awesome, man. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. And the man who couldn't show his face after all the shit he talked last week about the bracket, Justin Dolph, joining us via Zoom. How you doing, Justin? Hey, I'm doing good. Now let's 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 break it down a little bit. My national champion is still in it. All right, I still got a chance. I'm still going all the way. I ain't breaking up, and I'm fully convinced. Now I've got I don't know you guys can't see this, but I've got a piece of paper right here that was my actual real bracket. All right, it was my actual real bracket that I filled out, and I am fully convinced one of you two dickheads. Went into the Root for Wisconsin group and changed all my picks so I would finish last. Justin, I can personally guarantee you, as the as the creator of the the group on ESPN. You, hold on, hold on, hold on. You fucking rigged it, Justin. I can <laughs> promise you, I had no access to literally anybody's brackets. I couldn't even view them hey. until the game started on Thursday or hey. Friday. You, you you can lie to your parents, but you can't lie to me. I know the truth. I don't lie to my you, parents. You're, che- you're, you're cheating. You're cheating the system. You're cheating Coach Dahl. You don't want me to win. You want beer that bad. Fine. Justin, I will buy I'm, beer. You I'm better a buy grown beer. Man. I'm a grown man. I don't need somebody else to buy beer for me. I do. So I'm pay telling. So that all said. What, we what look- are you two cheated? I can guarantee you maybe, I did not. Maybe it was me. Uh, it would shock me. But Justin is in 39th out of 40th place Fucking right now. Nerd. Now, that said, he does have, I believe, a 20-point advantage over a best possible score over me. But his national champion's still in it. Mine's not. So I'm feeling pretty confident that I'm not losing this thing. If we look at the current standings, Minuteman Scott 1 is in the lead. So good for him. He's got 440 points. He cheated, of, too. Of the three of us, though... Of the three of us, I'm doing the best. I got, I'm got. i in seventh place right now. Ramsey, you are sitting in a tie for 17th. And then there's Justin at 39. So that's kind of where we're sitting at the brackets right now. Can we do a quick shout-out to Mel, who is in second? So Mel is a nice – I don't job, know what I'm doing. Mel. Yeah. Okay, I have to shout this think... out too. So my mom was talking mad shit this weekend. She's like, I don't even care that I win this thing. I'm beating Justin, and I'm beating him all weekend. I went I went home for the weekend to go visit Mama Fish and, and Papa Fish and all the fishes, and that's all she talked about. Every game we watched, I'm still beating Justin. She I kept track. That for she, a minute. she printed out a bracket. She had a highlighter out. She was going game by no. game, honest to God. No. And she said, Justin, she said if she I ends up – Hold on, hold on, that. hold on, hold on. If she ends up beating you, you owe her a fish dinner. That is true. You do a mama fish a fish dinner. I I don't believe that That's mama that fish is, is is like that. She's not like you, Eric. Justin, I can she... guarantee you, I gain nothing by lying about this. Yeah, this is the funniest thing in the world to me. <laughs> I will buy mama fish a, a fish dinner. All right, I so... will do that. I, you know what? Because I'm more of a man than you are to not take your mom out for dinner. I'm actually, I'm glad you bring this up. So a little bit of local news here in the Wisconsin world. So I don't know if you guys have ever been there. Shawano, Wisconsin, there's a restaurant called The Spinning Wheel. 
It's kind of like yes. an old timey supper club. So at, last night they announced on the Facebook that they have sold the business and their last day of current operation is going to be April 29th. So good luck getting a seat. I, we have plans to go on a weekend. I'm not saying what weekend yet because I don't want everybody else to overrun it, but we have plans to go out for just to make sure that, you know, we get one final spinning wheel in case they change it. They have, they're going to say that they have new names. They're planning on keeping the same food, but you never know. That's the business. So we're, I'm taking Mama Fish and Papa Fish out to dinner in a couple of weeks, so I don't want to hear any slander from you, Justin. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, you're you're going to end up making Mama Fish buy. I know how you are. Not at all. Not at all. I didn't even yeah, invite I'm, us I'm there, just Justin. A, I'm a low, I'm a low, little, single, college boy, just got out of college, working hard, slave labor, doing these podcasts so I could get by it. Can you buy me a fish dinner, Mama Fish? Can can I get just one more free dinner off of you? I know how you are. That's no. what that's what's happening. No, no, Justin. It's all right. No, no. Anyway, so before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, got a couple uh, announcements here and some business to talk. You know, you know, they're the ones paying the bills at this point. So we got monkey knife fight. We have been a little bit quiet Boom. on the monkey knife fight here. That will pick up soon. I got picks coming for this weekend. Ramsey's got Bristol dirt track racing picks. We've got everything going on. So keep your you know eyes out on the Facebook page for the monkey knife fight picks. And the newest one, the most exciting one, I think personally. I love Big monkey energy. knife fight. I love monkey knife fight. I love playing the contests. You know, the daily fantasy sports. Big fan. Here's where it gets real. We have another sponsorship, another ambassador program we're running on here. With Raise Energy, and I don't know if you've heard of Raise Energy or not. I I hadn't until about a couple weeks ago. Honestly, the best energy drink I've ever had in my life. I tried one today. I tried sh- strawberry colada today, and I cannot get enough of it. It was the best energy drink I've ever had. There's no crash. It's not sugary. You know, I saw this on like one of the ads that they have on Instagram, and I didn't really like. I had to try it to believe it. I saw like they don't like their whole thing is that they're just not an energy drink that they change its cans and calls it a new flavor. And honest to God, if that's not the truth. So check it out. You can get it at GNC. You can get it at Vitamin Shop. Or you can get it online through Rep Sports, who we are proud to partner with. And with Rep Sports, if you go through their website, use our code ROOT4, R-O-O-T and the number four for 15% off any order you do. Root 4 with Rep Sports. We have it on Facebook. Uh, current Facebook posting expires. I believe the deal expires. The offer expires on April 23rd. We'll probably be posting about it quite a bit because it's really good. And I'm really excited about it. I'm also excited. I have a, a variety pack coming in. It should be here, I'm hoping, next week. So by the time we get back, I'll have the variety pack here for the boys. And we'll try some out maybe live. Yeah, I've got I've got an ambassador pack coming too, uh, so I'll probably unbox that for you guys and get some stuff posted with it. Like I said, you know, if you don't want to commit to buying a 12 pack online right away, go to GNC, go to Vitamin Shop, try a can. It's less than the price of your typical Monster. It's about 250 per can, so about the price of a Monster, give or take. I believe you can get a 12 pack for like 30 bucks. Yeah, it's not bad. No. But go go try a can at GNC before you take our word for it, before you go buy a 12-pack. 
Try it out at GNC. There's a bunch of different flavors. I'm trying sour gummy worm tomorrow. Got a couple other ones on the docket. Uh, Baja limes on the docket. Uh, South beaches on the docket. These are all new flavors they got. They've got like a nice. grape bubble gum. They've got a watermelon flavor. I'm really excited. So raise energy, rep sports, root for Wisconsin. Code R O O T. The number four root four is our code. With all that said, now that we can get into the fun part, got the business out of the way. We got some stuff to talk about. We've got some basketball to talk about some more. We got some Packers news to catch up on. Uh, some other stuff around the state of Wisconsin. So we'll start off with what we always start off with, what, what we had rooted for. Rams, you look like you're ready to go on this. I was rooting for my bracket to kick Justin's bracket's ass. Okay. And it did. Okay. I'm in 17th. I was in the lead there for a little while. You were. Opening day. You were. You were, you were killing it. And Justin wasn't, which makes me happy. In fact, said, in fact you guys nerd. were one and two? Yeah, no, we're hanging yeah. up there. And now, granted, Illinois losing kind of hurts me out a little bit here, but uh, you know, I I felt really good going into Saturday, and okay about Sunday, and then Monday I was kind of whatever. But no, I'm still I'm still feeling pretty confident that in the end of the day, I'll be standing pretty tall. I know I don't have Gonzaga winning it, but I do have Gonzaga in the national championship game. I do think they're the best team in the bracket left by far. They're the best team that I actually watched over the two days and. I think Ramsey watched more college basketball this weekend than he probably has in the last five years. Is that fair? Probably. Thanks to my shit talking, isn't it? Yeah, I was fired up. (laughs) Good. Sitting on a couch pulling for USC and UCLA's. So I didn't didn't expect you to go that route with what you rooted for. Justin, I'll let you go next here. What did you root for this weekend? Well, I was going to say my bracket, but that started off pretty shitty right off the <laughs> bat. So, uh, I mean, just just a what an awesome tournament so far. You know, realistically, when you think about, uh, I think the stat out there, this is the most double-digit seeds that have made it to the Sweet 16. Um, so, you know, when you talk about teams like Loyola, Chicago, and you, and you talk about Oral Roberts and, and that whole Oregon State, um, you know, just a bunch of teams that really have come out of nowhere um, and, and really upset some some that whole bottom left of the bracket with Ohio State and, and Illinois being out of it is really shook up. So, uh, I mean, somebody's going to make it to the Final Four I don't. I, I can't imagine that there's a lot of people in that bottom left side of the bracket that have anybody alive yet. So I mean, just just what a bunch of great games so far, and and uh, I hope it continues. It's a little bit of a different schedule with uh, with the game starting again this week on Saturday instead of uh, Thursday. So have a wait a little bit, but we'll get there. Yeah, and I'll I'll go on. I'm not gonna. You know, I'll, I'll take a little bit of a different route just for the sake of taking a different route here. Uh, I was watching Kyle Larson tear it up on Sunday and, and really happy for him until, I mean, his car just kind of fell off. And that's what happens in racing. Um, so I, I'll take the traditional Rams route. I was really surprised he didn't go this route. But, yeah, that's that's what I root for. And then, you know, he fell apart, still got second. But the tires, pretty, the tires just fell off of it. It was still a pretty entertaining race. that race. As a whole, still a pretty dom- you know, entertaining I, race. I tell you what, Kyle Larson, I don't know if he'd be my favorite to win the championship because traditionally speaking, whoever has the best regular season doesn't usually carry it over into the playoffs for NASCAR. 
However, he is the best car to this point. Oh, without a doubt. He's been the most competitive. And, man, I think that Alex Bowman's a really good driver, but Kyle Larson started a clock on Alex Bowman on where his career is going to go because they just showed that there's more talented drivers potentially on other teams and less equipment. So, Alex Bowman, man, time is now. Get her figured out, bud. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if you don't mind, I'll chime in. I, I think uh, that Kyle Larson just is, is by far and away the favorite to to win the regular season uh, championship. Not that they hand out an award for that or anything, but uh, they do kind of recognize it. I think he's he's going to be the one, the number one seed going into the playoffs with the with the most playoff points or in stage wins and all that. I think, I think he's really found something. I think he's, I think he's the next dominant guy uh, for Hendrick there. I think and he's really going to help like a, like a William Byron. Cause even if you... uh, the, the thing that I, that I question about the Alex Bowman comment is, is who do you think that Hendrick could go after and get that they wouldn't have already gone after. I was talking to Eric about this actually before the show started. And already, you. Brad Keselowski is going to be a free agent at the end of the offseason. I don't. Again? Nec- I, yeah, he only signed a one-year deal, so I don't necessarily think that he's going to be going to Hendrick and drive the 48 car. However, that wouldn't surprise me if he has an out with Penske coming up at the end of the year. To, for him to transfer over, um, Matty D is going to be up. I would love to see Matty D on Hendrick. I don't. Th- he would have to have a better. What we're almost through the first quarter of the season. Um, he's going to have to have a better last half of the season than what he did last year, or has proven he can run so far this year. Yeah. So I think that's a potential option. Um, that those are probably the two right off the top of my head. I'm not really sure who else is going to be up. Um, I don't really think there's any uh, Xfinity talent right now that's anywhere near ready. So now, if you had to pick one, I'm going to throw a dark horse out there, and this is why I think they keep Bowman there, keeping that seat warm for at least two more years. He's a kid that's gonna he's gonna start filling in in that eight car in when it comes to July. Sam Mayer, and this kid is he's he's got like Joey Logano hype when he when he uh when Joey Logano was down in Arca and racing through Xfinity and on the way up. So the Sam Mayer kid, he's only 17 right now. He turns 18 somewhere in June or July, and he he show he he's won a truck race already. So this guy. This kid can really race, and I think that uh, they're throwing a lot of a lot of chips in his basket. You know, to be honest, I'm never a fan of putting someone under the age of 26 in a cup ride. Traditionally speaking, it doesn't really work out for them until, if it does work out at all, until later in careers anyways. Um, I, that, I know that's not how it currently is. Does he have sponsorship back then, do we know? I think it's Chevy Parts. See, that I know is... that I think I I know it was Chevy Parts in the truck series. I don't know if it, if the 
if the sponsors that are sponsoring Josh Berry now in the eight car are going to continue with him. But uh, I'm, I'm sure he's got something. Um, one other thing while we're talking to NASCAR real quick, I know we've got to move on. But So I didn't mention it last week, but Ty Gibbs finished in second place on the Xfinity race last week. Did you see that, Justin? Yep, yep. So watch out for Ty Gibbs. He's the real deal. I'm convinced on that one. Yeah, that that kid's kind of just uh, he, he's kind of worn me the wrong way. Uh, his attitude on social media and in interviews and everywhere else is just kind of not to my liking. But uh, the talent is is without a doubt. So I'm with you on that. I just I hope he turns it around with his character issue. All right, so we go from kind of a little bit of a dump here at the end of the segment. We'll go right into the the negative, and I, I've been waiting for this. I, I have some things to say. Uh, with our Tyler Hero of the Week, it happened. The Packers went and signed, re-signed Kevin King to a one-year deal, $6 million. I really didn't think this was going to happen, and I'm not backing down on this one. I genuinely think the Packers front office, for the first time that I can genuinely say as a Packer fan, like out, you know, as a dedicated fan, I have given the benefit of the doubt to that front office time and time again. Maybe when they didn't deserve it, maybe they do. I, I don't know. But right now, sitting here, and granted, we're we're in March. Championships aren't won in March, but they can be lost. For the first time ever, I can honestly say that I don't feel that this is a move towards winning a Super Bowl. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Granted, Green Bay has always had a reputation of not bringing their own guys back. This is one you could probably have let walk. And uh, I, I don't get bringing back literally everybody from last year's team. That Granted, a couple plays probably away from getting a Super Bowl, but when the couple plays away from getting a Super Bowl are a, a lot on one guy and you bring that one guy back, not a big fan of the move. I, I think this move to me... I was really soured about it. I tweeted a couple times about this actually yesterday and when it happened. The The problem that, to me, the biggest pro- part of the problem here, besides just the fact that I think Kevin King sucks at this point, is really, I mean, you really kind of put yourself in a position. Like I said, you're not trying to win a Super Bowl. You're trying to get to the division games, maybe an NFC Championship game appearance, you know, if, if A-Raj can take them there. But this doesn't say I have a, a Super Bowl winning move to me and I hope I'm wrong on this I want to be wrong so much where maybe Kevin King's the next Devontae Adams where he he has a get your shit together moment and and turns into one of the best corners in the league but best case scenario as it's sitting here right now on March 24th by the time this episode releases March 26th Kevin King has to enter the regular season as your number three corner Mm -hmm. I don't see any other path to it if he enters as your number two corner again I don't have high expectations for this season. I think the offense, I, Ramsey and I were talking about this before, and we were saying how you can make an argument about Aaron Jones, whether he not should have been back or not, whatever. About drafting Jordan Love last year again, whatever. You're setting up for the future with all these these moves, and I'm okay with that in the in the grand scheme of things. But this is the first move where I said it just it rubbed me wrong. The entire just the entire basis of it is. There were guys out there getting contracts that are better than Kevin King that weren't that much more money. Like uh, Kyle Fuller signed for $3.5 million more. 
Xavier Rhodes for $500,000 more. Uh, Desmond King signed for less money than Kevin King took. I, I don't get... Patrick Peterson was $2 million more, and you can't tell me that that's not a a player you would rather have... Or Kev, you'd rather have Kevin King at this point than Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson hasn't been Patrick Peterson the last couple of years. He's still better than Kevin King. I'm going to let you guys go on that. I, that's... I think I've said enough on that, but I, I just don't get it. I was going to come into this with giving a noogie to the Big Ten, and then yesterday happened, Tuesday happened, and I just I was so pissed. I had dental a dentist appointment yesterday where I had to get fillings, and I was more excited about getting fillings than the prospect of watching Kevin King for another year in Green Bay. And, you know, the thing with Kevin King is I've seen a lot of people on Twitter yesterday – just scrolling through the Kevin King feed. And there was a lot of people like, oh, it's not that bad of a deal. Oh, it's not that. It's not You had too the bad. immediate, like, firestorm of everybody who hated it. And then about a couple hours later, it's kind of... I mean, there's not much we can do about it, so you kind of have to accept it, but... I don't have to accept shit. If, unless Joe Barry can work wonders and work miracles and turn him into, like, a renaissance project, if he enters camp as anything higher than a number three corner, I'm... You're gonna be so pissed. I. So, I guess my note of the week was people that were defending Kevin King. Like, it's. So, even we'll talk about the NFC Championship game, sure, it was a disaster, right? But even up before that, all last season, you would hear rumbles of, oh, we should have got rid of Kevin King three years ago. Oh, Kevin King should have gone, was supposed to get rid of last year. We should have got dumped Kevin King, and we don't need Kevin King. He's the hole in the defense. He's this and that. And then when we signed him, people are like, oh, he's not that bad. That's like when you break up with your toxic ex, and they're like, oh, she's not that crazy. Oh, she's not that bad. That's what this is. The, you People need to hold the Green Bay Packer organization to a higher standard than Kevin King. And if you disagree with that, you're part of the problem. That we are got to the point in Green Bay where we're just going to be typical – Oh, we're going to put money in our 401k. We're going to retire early. We're going to not overspend on a vacation, not overspend on a house. We're just going to do the typical. And you're not going to take a little bit of a risk and try to actually like go so you're, win. You're literally building to win, to get, to win the division and be okay with the division round appearance, maybe a championship game appearance, but you're not building to win a Super Bowl. Have, have you guys paid attention to what's going on in the rest of the league? People, it's an arms race. I mean, LA is. You're grabbing as whatever can come there. Tampa Bay's resigning everyone. Kansas City's retooling their offensive line in an offseason. How look at the NFC East. Like the Giants are building up because they're, they're within reach of a, a division yep. championship. And, and Green Bay brought back Aaron Jones and Kevin King. And Mercedes Lewis. And So that's your option. And like I said, Packer fans, you're part of the problem at this point, too. If you're defending the Kevin King pick, you're on the wrong side of this and you need to hold yourself and your organization to a higher standard than that. Yeah. And at this point, I'm, I guess I'm, I, I have don't have much of a choice. Like I have to root for him to be successful, the root for the team. I think I'm going to be a Tampa Bay fan next year. I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, go ahead. Justin, what do you got for Nuggie of the week? Yeah, I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. I guess I got a couple points. Uh, you know, uh, I, I hate to say it, Eric, even if they do draft a, a cornerback, Kevin King, you're not paying a guy $6 million to, to be your number three cornerback. 
Well, so, I, I'll, I'll challenge that. Unfortunately, I'll... he he's the number two. Well, what I'll uh, say about that, Justin, just not to cut you off here quick, but he can be paid like a number two and have a number three role. In Joe Barry's defense, I guess the the saving grace, if you will, is if you go and draft a better corner and have him play outside, you can kind of put Kevin King in a nickel or dime role, and he's like a true number three, but he can play decent enough in that sub position and, and not, still be okay. I'm just saying. But, no, I, I got the you. Point, the point of the matter is, is they're not, they don't bring Kevin King back. If they're gonna, you know, if they're gonna draft a quarterback right away, and they're gonna sit him on the outside and start him, they're not bringing Kevin King back. So I know, Justin. I, I, I know. That's I just, know. you know, I know, Justin. And that's the point. <laughs> now, on the flip side, he, here's here's the question I have: Who are you bidding against that you have to pay Kevin King six million dollars to play for your team? Themselves. And what? And what earth? Is Kevin King worth $6 million to us? That's my biggest point. That's my biggest problem. I can agree with bringing the guy back, you know, if it's a one-year, $2.5 million deal with incentives to get it up to 3 to 4 But $6 million? What couldn't we have done with that money? We could have found a, a great third, third, uh, third back, a passing down back. To, to kind of take the weight off of Aaron Jones. We could have found a great slot receiver. We could have signed back Snack Harrison, or we could have signed Geno Atkins, a defensive tackle. But $6 million for this guy that by far and away is the most hated Packer uh, in Packer Nation. Since probably probably since it. Jared Bush. Brandon Bob. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Brandon Bostick was like a colossal fuck up at one point. But so was Kevin King. Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Kevin King, There's no doubt about that. Kevin, very Kevin right King's NFC Championship game was more egregious than Brandon Bostick's, and we ran Brandon Bostick out of fucking town because we could not stand to even talk about him. We don't around Green Bay. You don't even talk about that game because people are still fired up about it. And Kevin King, what he did in the NFC Championship game was not even close. That was way more egregious than what Brandon Bosco did. Yeah. At least Brandon Bosco was trying to make a play. Kevin King got toasted three times that he actually got toasted. There was a fourth that Mike Evans dropped that that would have been six as well. That was an interception. It was off Mike Evans' hands. That, and it was intercepted by Jerry Alexander. And Kevin King was laying on the ground five yards behind him. And that's not even – like I went back to my point, it's not even that Kevin King was – good before that it's not like Kevin King had a bad game Kevin King has been below average defensive back since he's been in the league why are the fuck are we paying him starter money yeah I I, I we, gotta, here, we gotta move on with this quick just because I can't stand talking about it anymore I've I'm got I've up. got one more stat for you and this is why it's so mind-boggling over his four years in the league four years with the Packers He's played 25 games out of a possible 64. Are you shitting me? And we're paying him, and we're paying him starter money. 25 and is 64, and he's been a dumpster fire for all 25? Yep. All right, we got to move on. I can't do this. No. I cannot do this right now. We've got to move I'm on. I'm meltdown. Oh, I, yeah, we got to go next meltdown thing. Already. Yeah, this is not good. Um, so anyway, so we look around the state of Wisconsin. I guess we'll try to bring this back to a cheerier new note here. Uh, 
Wisconsin Badgers women's hockey, uh, national champion. So congrats, Lady Badgers. The Badgers men hockey, number one seed in the NCAA tournament. So uh, hats off to them. Fuck hockey. I guess. <laughs> Strong take. We're a root for Wisconsin show, Rams. We got to say something about it. Fuck hockey. <laughs> Justin, you got Good. anything positive to say here? Yeah, great, great, great for, uh, great. For, you know, that's back-to-back national championships for the for the women's hockey team. NCAA record-tying sixth championship. Uh, and and the guy mm-hmm. and the guys are in the Frozen Four now. So how awesome, you know? Just, I mean, it, it's an under. It's like it's like the Wisconsin volleyball team is an underappreciated sport, but we're a national powerhouse in those sports. So. Uh, it's it's great to see. Uh, keep keep going, keep going, girls, keep going, dudes. Yeah, Do it so, right. So yeah, so good good years for the Badgers hockey teams, uh, and volleyball for that matter. The Milwaukee Brewers are about a week away from the season opening up. J- just don't, okay? Just don't. I'm I'm talking to Ramsey right now. They're saying spring training baseball is almost over. It is almost over, about Ramsey. Fucking time. You gotta. Well, I I get why we're negative at this point, given the last like ten minutes. But can can you can you turn it up a little bit? Can we turn that frown upside down? No, that's fair. That's fair. So uh, the Bucks are playing better. <laughs> Anything, Ramsey? <laughs> oh, I lied. Oh God, what'd you lie about? Uh, you just keep going. Okay. So yeah, so some cool stuff. Uh, yeah, Brewers, forty-one games. Still though, 41, 41, forty-one out of sixty-five or something. Like that. Yeah, still though, that's that's two thirds. He's available two out of every three games. I hope he's not available any. Well, not hoping he gets injured or nothing, but I hope he just gets released. One can hope. One can hope. But yeah, no Brewers start next week. Uh, next week Thursday, opening day against the Twins at Miller or American Family Field. Miller Park. Yeah, I, you know, I've thought about that. So first of all, shame on Miller Lite and Coors, Miller oh, Coors, shame for on not them. not putting the money up. Like you had such an easy partnership. Yeah. But I do gotta say, I want to dump on people here for the people who are, oh, it's always gonna be Miller Park to me. If your sister gets married, don't call her by her maiden name. Your friend gets married, your wife gets married. You know, you get married to your wife. You don't call her her maiden name. You call her her married name if she changes her name, it's, of course. It's Miller Park for me for six more months, and then I'll get over it. It's fair enough. Is that fair? Like, I'm going to be over it. Just give me a little more There's time. There's an adjustment period. I'll, yeah. I'll give you That's that. That's what I mean. But, in the adjustment period, I'm but working But I just it. don't get the people. Like, I mean, if you're a Brewers fan, like, this is such a good thing for the Brewers organization as a whole. There's more money coming in. Miller Coors was going to put up the money for it. Like, get over it. Yeah. Maybe maybe their spring training complex is still called Miller Park. No, that's actually American Family Insurance's too. Maybe we can get some actual <laughs> good beer there though. I'd be all for that. Like if Bush Bud Light. Light. I'd be all for Bud Light being. Hey Anheuser, if you're paying attention, let's get some uh, decent beer over there at uh, American Family Insurance Park. Yeah, I'm all for that. See now, look at this. Look, we turned it around. We got it back to pause, and we did it with baseball. That's a win for the day. <laughs> Ramsey oh, looks. Ramsey is staring daggers through me right now. So we got some a little bit more Packers to talk here. We got to finish up our grades. Finally, at this point, we've been doing this for what, like four or five weeks now. Yeah, like, I mean, it's been a good statement, though. I think. Yeah. So we'll go through the we'll go through the grades. 
we look at the offensive line. Do you guys we are just crank through this right here? I'm gonna get the depth chart pulled up. So we'll start with someone no longer on the team, Corey Lindsley at center. Eh. Eh. Yeah, I'd, I'd give him an A. Start another, you know, let's just give the other A out of the way right away. David Bakhtiari. Eh. Elton eh. Jenkins. Eh. 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 People are gonna start thinking we're Canadian or something like that. Well, eh. I mean. <laughs> You had th- you had three all pros right there. You just named three all pros. Mm-hmm. So I mean, w- what else can you ask? Not only three These all guys pros. Were spectacular in the role. You can make an argument three at the three of the best. Like you can make an argument all three yep. of those guys are the best at their current position in the league. Pro foot, yeah. Pro Football Focus ranked Lindsley and uh, and Bakhtiari there as number one. So it's I mean. Yeah, like I said, I figured, the argument's there. Figured we start off nice and easy. Uh, so then we go to some more, I guess, complicated. Uh, we go look Lucas Patrick at right guard. Hey, he, did, he had a good year. Yeah, Oof. the right side of the line was stacked. It was good. I I'd probably go. I can't think of any any bad games he had per yeah, se. That's what I'm saying. So that's an A. If your offensive lineman doesn't have a bad game, that's an A, right? I'm gonna probably go with an A minus B plus. I I can't think of anything bad, but I guess if if I had to pick a weak spot, maybe that's where it was. Yeah, that's fair. Justin. Yeah, I, I mean I'll go B plus just for funsies. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, we look just, at just to be just to be Ramsey and look negative on things all the time. He was a B plus. He didn't stay healthy the whole year. Not negative, know. realistic. There's a difference, bud. <laughs> <laughs> then we look at someone no longer on the team, uh, Rick Wagner. I, uh, I'll probably give him a B minus. Yeah, he's round. I would say that's a fair grade. And we are just um, riveting just, talk just from right now. just from the Pierce. He was available. He was he was good. He had spurts of of pretty badness. Uh, he was really bad in the uh, NFC Championship game. And there was that one. There was that one snap where who was that? Was that Shaq Barrett? Shaq Barrett or uh, JPP? Where JPP ate he, him they, alive in that yeah, game? Yeah, just literally yeah. ran around him. They, the entire... they were already around him before he even got out of the stance. So yeah, B B minus. He's a very good. He, he would be a very good backup. Yeah, well, that's what he should. Just be. not at five million dollars. Right. So then we look at the the last member of the starting line, the true starting line, I should say, your desired line. Uh, Billy Turner, who played left tackle at the end of the year. Uh, A plus. Billy Turner is my favorite batter. Really? Yeah, I love Billy Turner. I don't know if I can go that high. I'd probably have to give him like an – probably like a B. Billy Turner struggled his first year. Now, this is 2020 grade, so I'm not going to hold that against him in this. Billy Turner plus side, excellent flexibility, can really play – if needed for the five positions, doesn't play it inside very well. But kind of found a. I wouldn't say he plays it well. He can play it. He can play it okay. Serviceable. Um, Billy Turner found a home at that left tackle position. Again, played pretty well most of the year. Didn't do great at times. Like he's kind of Rick, him and Rick Wagner in that Tampa Bay game, kind of sour. That Tampa Bay game sours these grades a lot. I think. But if you're looking it's, at the overall picture, I don't think it's like a fair sour. So let's take a step back on that Tampa Bay game. 
Tampa Bay, they were on cover two shell the entire game, right? How you get out of cover two shell is by running the football. Mm-hmm. Green Bay could not run the football after Aaron Jones went down with that injury, what, right before half? Or right first after? play of the second half. So the second half was really ugly because we couldn't move the football with running the game. We also stopped it in motion, and there's a long story. But so when that happens, regardless, if you try to just air the ball out out of a cover two shell, you're gonna get cover sacks. That's just kind of how the defense is designed. Well, you're gonna get cover sacks, but you. I mean, if you look at where Tampa Bay got their sacks from, it was the two outside JPP feasted all game. Right, but that's what the, the defense yeah. is designed to do. It's designed to get pressure from the outside based on coverage sacks because you can only rush from four and drop everybody else. Right. So you couldn't run the ball, which kind of put those two guys specifically Just on an island. Just pin ears back yeah. and go. So those that Tampa Bay game, you can't really hold against those guys for... I think, it, I think it was more so not great play calling and Aaron Jones being injured for the second half. I'd give that to you, but still at the end of the day, like I said, Billy Turner, like good year overall, but just the fact that like, again, like I said, it, it took him a while to find this home at left tackle and he was, he was good. Like I said, B minus Justin. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to totally agree with you on that. Uh, Eric, I think it's a, a fair a fair grade, B minus the guy. You know, the guy is he, he's your classic jack of all trades. Does not do one thing great, but does does uh, five different positions serviceable. So, um, if you grade him at left tackle, you grade him at right tackle, you grade him at right guard where he initially started. Your right tackle where he initially started the season. Then he moves to right guard. You know, the guy is probably a B-minus at all of these positions. So, overall, I would say a B-minus. All right. So, then we really look. As of the depth chart sits right now, there's only two more, three more guys here, technically. Um, John Runyon, who played very sparingly yep. this year. Uh, didn't really have to. I mean, speak that speaks to how good and, and healthy everybody stayed for the most part. Ooh, they're very high on Runyon, too. Yeah. Um, he, he did I guess he did suit up for all 17 games. So this is so hard to do because, like, you don't really have stats for linemen. It's just literally John Runyon stats, games, 16, game start, zero. That's the only stats that appear on Packers.com. I I guess it's technically an incomplete. Like, I mean, he played serviceably. No way. I mean, to me, this guy is an A. He came in. What? Where was he drafted? John Runyon was drafted. Was the... I believe you're right in the fifth round. Uh, sixth round. Oh. Sixth round at 192. Nice. Yeah. He's a, a sixth steal. round pick. He put he played he first game of the year he jumps in and he's playing. You know, the first game, there's no rookie camp or there's no there's no true uh mini camp, preseason games. There's none of that. And the first game he's jumping in. He's in uh, against a great uh, – well, at the time, it was a great Minnesota starting defensive line, and he held his own. He's played left guard, he's, and he's played right guard. He's he's played both sides, and he did a great job. I think this guy is an A, and I think he's a future starter for the Packers. No, I'm, I'm very high on him. Uh, just, just based on 2020, though, I, he played very well when he played. 
but just there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity for him. And when he played, he's an A. But just as a 2020 grade, I had a hard time. No. Uh, the next one here is Yash Nijman, who uh, the Packers.com could not even get a correct picture for. It's Robert Tunyon. His picture is Robert <laughs> it's Tunyon. Bob time. <laughs> Damn Bob. And it's not even this yeah, year's they... Robert Tunyon. It's last year's picture of Robert Tunyon with a 100-year logo on the on the jersey. But uh, uh, Yash Nijman, I don't think I can even recall him playing off the top of my head. I don't believe so so that's what yeah i i don't think i i don't think he did i thought he was on the practice squad most of the year uh-huh. um but they the packers think think enough of him that they tendered his contract they they gave him a tender offer so um he, he might be a a guy in the future that's a serviceable backup oh, i shit. don't think that you can give him a grade that he's Fuck he's me. probably an incomplete played in all 16 games did he really? Special teams mostly. But... Oh, yeah. Well, whatever. Still, he's <laughs> on the active roster. Let's see. Saw his first action from scrimmage. Took over against Detroit, in Detroit for Bakhtiari. Uh, played seven snaps on special teams against New Orleans. <laughs> special teams. Special teams. Yeah, mostly special teams. Played the final two snaps for David Bakhtiari against Chicago. and For Neil Downs. He is the Tim Boyle of the offensive line. That's what this dude is. I'll give him an A. Fuck it. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. And then we look at the last guy here on the chart uh, was Ben Braden. Who they're high on him too, right? Uh, Is that who I'm thinking of? Spent 20 years, no, 2020 think... season. You're thinking of the two rookies that they that they didn't play at all this year. They were mostly in practice squad. Because um, there, was, there was three draft picks in a row that were offensive linemen. Right. And neither one of them ended the year on the regular season depth chart. But that's also because they didn't need to. Uh, this guy, Ben Braden, wore number 64. Um, Wait, 20... Is he from Michigan, too? He is from Michigan. Nice job, Justin. Yeah. He... I think I think he's actually from Wisconsin. Uh, well, let's take a look. You, you can look up where he's from. Um, I am going to look up. He played four games okay. in 2020, uh, mostly special teams, both postseason games. Um, he was the COVID replacement, I think, for Valdir. Rockford, Michigan. Yeah, Rockford, Michigan. They have a different guy. Yeah, it was, I was thinking of a different guy. Um, so between that, though, he was active but did not play against Houston. Played four snaps on offense against San Francisco. Um, but holy shit, he's old. Yeah, he is old by comparison to two of us here. He's young compared to you. Was he a rookie? He was in he his wasn't second a year. Rookie. Second year for Ben Braden. At 27 years old. Holy shit. I'll give him an incomplete. Yeah, that's really all I can think of. And then <laughs> the, the two rookies, I guess. Uh, there you go. Good. Went, through, we, we went through his bio. That's it. Incomplete. Get up. <laughs> so then we look at uh, the defensive line. We'll start with Dean Lowry, who he's been cut now, hasn't he? Or is he still in the roster? I believe Dean Lowry is gone. Somebody want to look that up? So Dean Lowry, though, he um, he only missed one game in his first five seasons. He played – he was the second highest amount of games played since 2016 with 79 right behind Mason Crosby. 51 starts are tied for the seventh most on the team over that span. He – let's see what he ended up with for stats this I year. I believe he's still on the roster. 
Yeah. He's still on the depth chart. I know he was kind of kicked around as a possible cap hit cut. So 14 tackles, three sacks this year. I I I I get better numbers than I kind of thought. I think he's one of those guys where it's overpaying a fuzz. I'd probably give him an, a B though, or B plus. B. Yeah, he he's a solid start. I mean, he's just not. He's consistent. He plays. You know, he's playing yeah, every week. And you know, he's gonna be there, but he only trailed, and he's. <laughs> This is a, a really useless stat because they, on his biography, they put all this information about why he's you know a pro. He um, he was what was the number I was looking at here? He started all sixteen games for the second consecutive season, twenty twenty. Finished second among defensive linemen with fourteen solo tackles, had thirty six combined, seventy nine games over that twenty sixteen span since he's been drafted. Is number three in the NFL, trailing only Cam Jordan and Damakin Sue, who wow. played all eighty for both of them too. So I mean, yeah, the dude's consistent. Fuck. I'll, I'll give him million that. dollar cap hit. That's less than ideal, but you know he's playing every week too, though. So unlike Kevin King, that's true. I'll give you that one. <laughs> he signed that last year. Unlike Kevin, three King. years. Three years, $20 million. All right, let's look at the next position here on the line. We had Kenny Clark. I think we you almost have to give Kenny Clark an A. Am I right? Uh, am, I, I am I wrong in that? I don't either. I think we're way overpaying him, too. Yeah, I do, too. I think I, th- I think the Packers have overrated him, I to be too. honest with you. Really? I, I don't get the hype around Kenny Clark. So, Kenny Clark, to me... He's kind of like, so Kenny, Justin Justin yeah. pointed this out a couple weeks ago. Kenny Clark's numbers aren't as great as they were because of how often he's double teamed and how often and how good he truly is. He doesn't make noise, but he clogs the middle. Not really, though. What's our run defense? I will say, year? I will say this. I, my point on it was, is that I think the Packers or Mike Pettin per se have drastically misused Kenny Clark. I would agree with that. As like the Gilbert Brown cog filler in the middle, eating up the the center of the field. And that's just not if, – if that's what you're paying a guy $20 million to do, you fundamentally have a problem with your defense. Well, we've known that, though. I think we've discussed that. Right at, at the nauseam. center, right? So I – and this is the problem with Dean Lowry. You know, you're also paying him. So between those two guys, and we're just talking those two guys, and you're not even on the outside edge yet. Uh, between those two guys, you're paying $26 million a year, and you're getting zero pass rush out of those two positions because Dean Lowry can't get off of block, and, and Kenny is eating, is being choked down by two blockers. So... I think they've drastically misused him. I think Kenny needs to be playing uh, uh, a down lineman, but on the edge of down lineman, a, a defensive end. And, I would and probably they really agree truly that. need to get a guy like like uh, Tampa Bay has with Vita Vea that, that is 450 pounds and, and can just eat space up and, and let Kenny go one-on-one with a guy and – and chew him up because then I think you're going to see the real talent 
in the real reason why the Packers paid him twenty million. And you know, you look at his stats here. So he did have a down year by all standards. He had only had thirty eight tackles the last year. He was at sixty, uh, twenty four solos, which was on pace with what he usually has. Uh, the assists were down. The sack numbers were down just a little bit. He had two this year. He had six the last two years before this. Uh, this is also only coming in 13 games, though. He was he played all 16 in 2019. Uh, I like I said, I, I think it's a lot on scheme, and I think it's a lot on on just being double teamed all the time. Like that's not. I mean, you're a pro, and that's your job to beat that, but you can only do so much. So I'll, I'll give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Like I said, I'd probably go with a B, B plus, B plus probably fair. Uh, B, yeah, he solid year. I just don't. I don't know. I think we're overpaying him too. So then we look at the uh, the last or the starters, the quote unquote starters. We had Kingsley Kiki, um, who I'm trying to find his stats here quick as they load. Uh, played he, he in twelve games, or twelve has, tackles, four sacks, one forced fumble. He he is a guy. He is a guy that has had so much hype around him going into uh, preseason camps the last two years. And has not lived up to it. He really just has not. And it's an, he is, uh, you know, to put it in in comparison, he's just like Jay Sternberger, you know. Um, Ironically, both Texas A&M products. Hmm. Yeah, it, you're absolutely right. And, and it's just, when is he going to live up to it? And how long are we going to hedge our bet against it, and and pay this guy to uh, not show up? It's tough. I would give I would give Kinsley Kiki a, a a C minus. See, I would probably go with like a B minus B. Yeah. So Kingsley Kiki, he did turn it on towards the end of the year. I give him that. Um, his stats wise, I mean, he didn't actually register a solo tackle the last three weeks of the season, but he's also an interior lineman too. I I like I said I. I thought he played a lot better towards the end of the season. I do agree that he has been one of those guys that's been really hyped up coming into camp each of the last couple of years and then just kind of didn't do it, if that makes sense. Like, I really don't have a a great explanation of it, but he's only in his second year this year. So yeah. I, can, I can live with that. I mean, he's not a guy who was playing regular downs either because he was stuck behind Montrevious Adams, who we'll get to in just a moment here. No longer with the team. I believe he's at the Patriots now, which, you know, is what it is. Good riddance, yep. I suppose. I mean, that is what it is. But he played in, in 14 – or uh, in – how many games did he play in this year? He played in 15 games this year. Uh, started nine of them. Started, like I said, towards the end of the season. Kind of made that impact. Like I said, I B, B minus, somewhere in there. I, I get I'm what Justin's sure. saying, but I also didn't – have as high expectations as not as high as like say Montrevious Adams was who coming into the season the last two seasons Montrevious has has been that that preseason champion and we'll get to him now that I guess now that we're here uh Montrevious Adams has been that preseason like all pro in training camp and then just either got hurt or this that or the other thing just kind of never fades away just a little bit yeah. and I don't like Mont- Montrevious Adams as a person good dude is what it is though as a player yeah well He's young yet too, right? I mean, he's. Yeah, I mean, I hope he. I hope he. You know, for his sake, I hope he can pick it up in New England and does what he's got to do there. I mean, that's a great place to go bounce back at. I'm sure Belichick's licking his chops. Typically, does with Packer followers. Nah. Yeah. 
Did Belichick do this to us before? Wasn't Lawrence Guy on our roster at one point? I believe so. I'll double check on that, but I believe you're right. I thought, yeah, I thought we got him. Wasn't Arizona State? I'll I'll look it up, Justin. You uh you go on with your take here. Well, it's just it just seems like you know this is Montrevious Adams would be like the perfect guy for Belichick to. And he was drafted by the Packers. He was drafted in 2011 in the seventh round by the Green Bay Packers. Played here for one year and then went to the Colts. What? uh, Where did he go to school? He was Arizona State. Nice call, Justin. Nailed it. it. Uh, just uh, you know, like Montrevious Adams. He's just a he's just a guy that you know Belichick would would turn around and 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 get serviceable years out of and. you just wonder why can't we get that? Because we signed why can't Kevin we King get back that out of that guy, and Bill Belichick's you know? probably one of the greatest coaches of all time. Well, sure, but what does he do to get more out of those guys that we're not doing? You so know, why as a competent why coordinator, the... that's one start. He's a competent. He's a competent general manager. He just doesn't draft well. He's a competent. He's got a competent defensive coordinator. Can't say we've had that recently. Can't say we have a competent general manager either. Or is it? Or is it? At this point, I agree. Or is it chances? You know, uh, does he just give these guys chances? Well, I think the you thing know? with Bill Belichick and what what has made him so successful over the years with Tom Brady and I, I think the thing that he does is that he is consistent and it is his team. Right, and that matters because even when you're in Green Bay, there's all in inside the organization. There's a little, a little power struggle between coach and front office, coach, front office, and star quarterback. Don't forget Aaron Rodgers, who we have to walk on eggshells around. So, when you have voices in the organization that are all very powerful you're not necessarily in a standard message where in new England, this is the way it is Figure it out. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this too, just kind of going on with it. We, we look at all these guys who, who have been successful in new England. How often is that like their second team they've been on or third team? But that's why Bill Belichick is so but good. That's too. what I'm saying he though, is he, you know, it's kind of like that, that documentary that's on Netflix, last chance you, Mm-hmm. So many of these guys kind of realize this, the position that they're in. This is like their possibly last chance to really stick in an NFL roster. Yep. And I don't know if it's just they put the work in and they just solely dedicate it to a new level because of the New England way, if you will, or whatever it is. But it's just, I think it's a it's a kind of a two headed monster with guys on their last chance wanting to to maintain at that level, but also the high standard that they have in that front office and that that team. You combine those two things with a motivation and knowing that you have to be successful again, you're going to have a good team year in and year out. Well, and even walking in and Bill Belichick sits down with, he has what, eight rings now, I believe? He has what, two with the Giants, yes. six with the Patriots? So he has yes. eight Super Bowl rings. And when yep. you when a guy sits across you with eight Super Bowl rings, you tend to listen to what they have to say. Right, wrong, or indifferent you're going to buy into his system for a period of time. Now you might fade away after a while, but for that first year or two, you're buying in. Right. Cause you're like, he knows what he's doing obviously. And I don't. Yeah. 
I don't want to make it sound like that's just that that he's just doing it to the Packers because how many other just NFL everybody. teams? That's are the out amazing there thing. Like, like I yeah. said, I, I you know I think it's truly a combination of guys who are kind of realizing it could be their last chance in the NFL, and they take cheaper deals to go there because they're success, and then they all buy into that system. They work their ass off, and then the system is a very competent. You know, piece A goes in, and the machine turns it out, and. They go win the AFC East and make a run in the playoffs and go win a Super Bowl. What's well, a competent run yeah. organization? Right. And to be honest, I don't really know how many organizations in the entire NFL can you say is actually a competent run organization. Let's say that sports as a whole. Yeah, I mean, there's probably what a dozen, maybe, if that. Yeah, a I mean, dozen that you can go. That's a competent organization. Yeah. So last one on the depth chart here, still left. Uh, Snacks Harrison really didn't play. Enough in Green Bay that I'd say they weren't a grade. I would yeah. have to agree. So I mean, he he's around. I I think they. But have he's to... the guy. He's exactly the guy that I'm talking about that they need to resign, or or or. Don't worry, yeah. we'll resign Kevin King though. Don't worry about that. We'll resign Kevin <laughs> King. They'll take care of those problems, won't it? Yeah. All right. So before we no, go, no, I, I I'm just you know. Frustrated. A little bit of a little bit of Bucks news. Bucks beat the Celtics tonight, one twenty-one to one nineteen. So Bucks what win again. What a game by Chris Middleton! Oh, um, I don't have stats in front of me, but uh, the Bucks were favored to win that by seven, and the Celtics covered. So less than ideal there. But Chris Middleton did finish with twenty-seven points, a game high twenty-seven, uh, thirteen total rebounds. Good win. Man, All Star. Technically no, but okay. <laughs> okay, so we get back to what I really wanted to talk about. I was really excited about this. We're back at the NCAA tournament. we got to just talk about the Badgers team here. Friday night was fun. Friday night was a lot of fun beating UNC. We finally saw what this team was capable of, probably for the first time since maybe Christmas Day with Michigan State win or that I, Louisville win. I said that last week that I wouldn't want to play Wisconsin. No, right. Even for Baylor, they – that was a tight game. I mean, they that, gave Baylor all they could yeah. handle, and that might be Baylor's closest game in the tournament. Yeah. Other, until they lose against uh, Gonzaga. Gonzaga, but which I have Gonzaga Baylor national title game. Just so you guys know, <laughs> Justin. Just Not just so, unless you're keeping track at home, Justin. Hey, I I'm still good yet. I'm gonna pa- I'm gonna blow past you, Ramsey, and I'm okay. Throwing all those Michigan. As long as, long as I don't finish last, I don't care. All oh. those Michigan. Because I know you guys, you guys rigged it. It's okay to admit that you rigged it. You sure went did. through the standings. You rigged it. You rigged it so I would have to buy Mama Fish a, a dinner that I know Eric is going to get in on, and and you rigged it for that. the free beer. I know. I know what you guys did. It's all right. Yeah, because I because right. I went through and changed all your picks to. I have the piece of paper right here of my original picks, and I went on my bracket in in our standings group. Sounds like you and gotta, none of those picks were the same. Sounds like you gotta quit drinking beer while you're filling your bracket. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. You guys went in there and you switched it. I'm sure that's what we did. Had to have been without that's a doubt. Only, right? That's the only thing that could have possibly happened. It's nothing to do with the fact <laughs> that maybe there's bad at picking college basketball games. That's not what happened. Nothing. Just nothing to do with that. Just. Yeah, but no. To your point. Yeah, hey, I want to give. Can I give a quick shout out here? No, never mind. Go, Go for it. I'll do it at the end. 
No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You you already uh, brought it up here. We're, well, we're talking college basketball, right? Um, I'd like to give a shout out to a player of mine that that signed her scholarship this week. Let's go. This past weekend to uh, to go to Cardinal Stritch University. Aubrey has had a, a terrific uh, career. She's the the career points leader and in, in the uh, the career rebounding leader at our school. And I'm sure I've, we've mentioned this before. Uh, but she also got selected to the WBCA All-Star Game, um, nice. which is pretty fantastic for, for us. So we're very happy she's going to represent our small community down there. And and uh, if you can, she, she's uh, looking for some, some help raising some money for the MAC Foundation. So uh, find her out, figure her out, and, and help her out. And, I think we can do something raise on behalf some of the money show for a for great cause. Yeah, do we have uh, any links that Yeah, you can you can put search? the link on Ripper Wisconsin's Facebook page sometime this week? I I, I can do that. I can well, do that. Why don't you do that? Yeah, let's let's go with that. We'll probably make a, a nice what what does she have to have a minimum or she just just uh Uh well, her personally, I don't know what her minimum is. I think it's like 500 bucks that she has to raise, but um she, I could guarantee you that she's going to raise more than that. It's just uh, the more the better. You know, it's a it's a, it's a great it's a great foundation. I'll I'll say that the Mac yes it is fantastic childhood cancer and, and, and uh, which has uh, really hit me personally. Uh, my niece had, my six year old niece had that and she's a survivor. So uh, awesome. any any help is is great help. So. Just thanks for thanks for letting me get that shout out in for for Aubrey and, and yeah. The great things that I think she's we can done. work something out for to to donate yeah. on behalf of yep. the show here. We'll we'll, we'll get something off air here. Um, might make a. I mean, we'll probably put in a post if we're doing this. Join us with it. Yeah. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. So yeah, help out Aubrey. Great, great kid. You know, great family. Uh, know her pretty well from officiating her games when she was like middle school, elementary school. Hard worker, all the yeah. you know, all the good things, all all the things you could ask for as a, as a coach and all that stuff too. So you know, hats off to her. Good for her. Best of luck at Cardinal Stretch. We'll get back in the Badgers here. Um, so I'm glad we did get to mention that and get that in the show here. Uh, so back to the Badgers. Um, like I said, great game against North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I did not realize, and I, I don't know why. I this stat kind of really blew me away. First of all, two stats really on on Friday. Roy Williams lost his first game in the round of 64 ever. Against Badgers, he was twenty nine and zero coming into Friday night in the first round. He is so over the hill, though. He is like there's there's problems at North Carolina. Don't get me wrong. That's not Roy Williams of two thousand. Well, are they anymore are, either? Are they under investigation? When aren't they? Yeah, like, uh, like yeah. being yeah. honest, like, I'm not trying to be but... funny, but like, I mean, like, I am a little bit, but. But in all seriousness, I mean, they kind of always have been the last couple of years. But just all seriousness, like, I think there is a problem where they're just not getting kids that usually would go there and they're not playing so, the style of, that he always coached. If we've all been paying attention to the tournament, especially you've seen a lot this year, these kids are able to get on national TV games playing at places like Gonzaga and... Well, shit, look at John Morant. He went to Murray yep. State. And you're seeing that a lot you know the the top the guy who's probably gonna go number one in the country or number one in the nba draft was was the oklahoma state yeah i mean you don't have to go to duke kansas kentucky and that's unc kinda, and i think that's good for college basketball yeah. and that's what college basketball is going to be i think this is kind of more the what's going forward instead of having the blue blood traditional powers of 
Louisville, North Carolina, Duke, Syracuse, which Syracuse. who is a Sweet Sixteen team to their but credit. But those teams aren't pulling just five star guys. Like oh, they still are, but they're not pulling. They're pulling all of them. Yeah, like they used to. And I mean, even you could make an argument that Gonzaga has been the best program for the last what five years, probably. That they've been the best program in the NCAA. I mean, they've been a number one seed. Well, They're least, always around, yeah. At least three number one seeds, I believe, that they've had. Little Chicago's made two really deep runs. That team's good. I haven't watched Little Chicago until the other day, and that that's a real team. Yeah, they're they're exactly what Wisconsin. Why Wisconsin's always dangerous in the tournament? Yep, they have a lot of senior leadership. They have guys who they're not, you know, your five star recruits, but they have a lot of two and three star guy, type guys. I don't even know what their their recruiting class is to be honest, but they have guys who play together as a unit yep. who grow together as a unit and that makes them dangerous especially come march and i mean it doesn't hurt when you got sister jean on the sideline yep. rooting for you and and bringing down some holy intervention that never hurts that's not holy intervention though they kicked illinois ass they did no they, they at no point did they trail in that not, game illinois cool. never led and it was that that game was truly never close no I'm just saying you don't piss off god i'm just saying i don't she's 101 years old and she's going to college basketball games like i good for her i think i texted my so my cousin lisa she's an illinois graduate she went she lived in chicago her whole life uh graduate of university of illinois i text her after the game on sunday i'm like that damn nun did it again jesus are you kidding me i did i honestly i you know good for her like i said hats we talked about her a lot last week and how would you ever want to live in chicago home for her i'm I don't know how you guys do it in Green Bay, to be honest with you. It is what it is. It's but but to, to get off the focus of Lisa here for just a second, uh, you know, just at no point did Loyola look bad in that game. They they matched up very well against Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Big Ten as a whole, very underwhelming. I, I was going to use this as my nugget of the week until Kevin King got re-signed. Even Michigan didn't look all that great on... They were... What was Monday they played? I believe it was Monday. Against Oklahoma? No, they played... Uh... Pretty sure it was Oklahoma. Wasn't it the Christian? Uh, they pl- Michigan, your, your national champion, Justin. Who did they play on Monday? Who did... They played... Uh... Uh... Oklahoma, right? Yeah, no. Jesus, this show is No, great. Gonzaga played Oklahoma. Michigan played... Who the fuck did they play? The Christian school, wasn't it? Michigan played Florida... No. Yeah, Florida State. No, Michigan plays Florida State. They played LSU. No. They played LSU. They play... ah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's who they played. They played Texas yeah. Southern in round one. And... But LSU gave them all they could handle. 86-78 final in that game. And I believe they were down a half, too. Yep. If I remember no. correctly. They were. It was either no. They it was, was close. They it were was up close. Like two it was or like forty six, forty two. It was an incredibly high scoring game. That's. I was watching. I watched the UCLA game too that night. Yeah, but I mean, really, the Michigan's the last team in the Big Ten. They had nine teams get in. Um, I mean, Wisconsin won, so you know, got to the Sweet Sixteen. Illinois got to the Sweet Sixteen. Ohio State gets knocked off by Oral Roberts, which good for them. You know, good for Oral Roberts, but. Not a great look for the number two seed. Iowa gets thrashed by Oregon. 
I think Oregon, maybe they were underseeded just a little bit. I don't know if they would have been a ten, they should have been a ten, maybe like an eight, but still. No, the I, I would say that this is the most misseeded tournament uh, I've seen in a long time. Well, I'll, uh, I'll truthfully say it, and I, I stood this last week, and I don't think this is just being a homer. I don't think Wisconsin was an eight seed or nine seed. No, that was probably the best nine seed in the country. I think Wisconsin was a really good nine seed. Yeah, I would agree. I would, I, I, I would totally agree. I mean, you talk, you, you look at the teams that at, you had. You had UCLA, who was an 11 seed playing in a play-in game. That's, and they're really good. Did you guys watch UCLA at all? I didn't. I didn't right, and USC, USC almost. USC is a 20 20 win team, and and they're a six six seed. So it's like. Some of these seeds were just yeah that that UC, outrageous. That UCLA team's legit. I I watched them twice. They're. I do gotta say though, I I you know as as much as we talk about how bad the seeding was, or not I guess bad, but maybe incorrect the seeding was, they had some damn good games. Like that Purdue North Texas game was a perfect game for North Texas to go and win. Well, and I think that's kind of the allure of the tournament is that you get matchups like that. Which would you guys said that Loyola Chicago too? They should have probably been. I think it was you right that they yeah were, they, they were probably should have been a, probably like seven or six, two. I mean they were four. always around. They were always around the top twenty five. They played some very good games this year. They played some played very some very good teams this year. I, I, you know, Wisconsin had beaten them early in the regular season, but like I said, I was talking to Ramsey about this before we started recording. I don't think the Big Ten – I mean, everybody's kind of sitting here and, and playing armchair quarterback and looking with hindsight about the Big Ten maybe wasn't as good as they were. I think they, I still think they were the reg, best regular season conference as a whole, but I think they got placed in some very tight matchups that – like I said, North Texas was a perfect matchup for Purdue with the size that they had, the defense that they played, and Purdue didn't have many outside options. Loyola Chicago was a perfect matchup for Illinois because they could match them with size and they have – not as much athleticism up top, but you had good matchups there. Oregon, perfect matchup for Iowa. Outs was just running and gunning. Didn't keep them in the half court. I th- I go back to what I said when we were talking about this off air was that I think the Big Ten might have been the best conference, but I think it was not necessarily the best, but the most evenly matched conference. You look at all the teams in the Big Ten; they all kind of played. I they they were evenly matched. I don't necessarily know if they were better than some of the other teams I've watched. Yeah, and I think I think if you if if we're talking about it in reality, the Big Ten was no doubt the best conference during the year, and everybody downplayed how good the Pac-12 was. But look how good the Pac-12 has represented. I don't. I, think, I bet you Bill Walton's you know? still high. I hope he yeah. is. from this weekend. I hope he is. Love Bill Walton. Can we get him on the pod? I don't. Yes. I, we'll have to reach some connections here. But... If I have to take Mama Fish out for a fish, uh, I'm gonna dress up as a, a Bill Walton clone. All right, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to get on this now. I gotta watch this happen. <laughs> See, I told. What I tell you, you rigged it so you could get in on the fish dinner. I didn't I know that she you wanted the fish dinner from you until after the tournament had started. I love that Mama Fish is all. all She's talking mad it. shit. I, I love it. That. I love it. I'm so happy for her on that. So you know, good for Mama Fish, and she's got Gonzaga winning it too. She picked, and I want you to know this, Justin. You know, Justin sits here and talks all this mad shit about 
He's so smart. He's got the best bracket and all that stuff. Justin, I want you to know how she picked her bracket. She picked it based <laughs> on names, like nicknames and mascots. Yes. I hate those. Not that I hate Mama Fish. I just hate those stories because that's that's usually who, and realistically, that's usually who always wins the bracket. Yeah, no, and you're getting beat Every by that. Every year. You are getting beat by that right now, Justin. I want you to know. I she know. Was, like I said, she was talking mad amount of shit this weekend about this. Like, yeah, I was I mean, home. She's going downhill. That's all right. I was she's home from Saturday. She's going downhill after this weekend. I was home from Saturday afternoon till later Sunday evening. And I don't think she stopped talking. Like I said, she had the highlighter out. She was highlighting things. Like, she was all sorts of psyched hey. up about this. Mama Fish, you make good cookies, but your your bracket's going downhill fast after this weekend. I don't think Justin, I'm still going to be looking, alive, I'm and I'm winning national championships. I'm looking at the so max possible score she's got. She's almost doubled you. I mean, she's not because you're at like nine something. Your best score is nine sixty. If you, if you're everything you have is right the rest of the way here, your best possible score would be nine sixty. Mama 960, Fish, nine sixty. That, 960, that yeah. was like my SAT score. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't. I didn't take the SAT. I took the ACT. <laughs> uh, I don't think that that doesn't sound like it's very good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna dump on you there a little bit. But you know, Mama Fish, super she's, good. She's got 1260 as a max possible max possibility. Here. Oh yeah. I'm looking at her. Wow. She's you got know. Gonzaga all the way. She's got Michigan. Gonzaga's gonna lose in the Sweet 16. No, Justin. Don't don't. Then do it's that, all Justin. going downhill. Justin, you. Justin, you're better than that. Come on. The number one team never wins it. Yeah, they do. You're better than that, Justin. Who? We're we're not gonna go through this again because we did this pretty heavily last week. Uh, we'll 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 focus on like I said. I want to focus on kind of the Badger season as a whole. I'm gonna win. Badgers, the Badgers <laughs> suck. They, as a whole, I guess I don't know what to really say about the season. Suck. It was definitely disappointing. Their best win is Loyola Chicago. That's so good, though, now. That's a better win now than it, it was when it happened. It looks real good now, yeah. That's a better win now than when it happened. And I guess that's what you can ultimately ask for. Uh, I mean, that win against North Carolina was a lot of fun. They came back down to earth against Baylor. That was what was going to happen, though. I mean, That Baylor team is pretty good, too. It's not shocking to anybody that they lost to Baylor. No, that's a good basketball team. Yeah. So as no, a whole, I, I thought that game was going to be closer. To be honest with you, as a whole, I mean, great cap off on the the okay Badger team that they were. They were good. They were fun to watch at times. They were stressful at times to watch. Frustrating. Frustrating. But at the end of the day, still another good Badger program. Uh, hats off to the seniors. Doesn't sound like any of them are coming back from what I've seen so far. Good. I think Micah Potter has been the most recent to announce that he's not coming back. Is that what you said, Ramsey? I saw that two, uh, the batters posted that two hours ago or something. He's finally not going to the NBA. Good luck. <laughs> I... well, he's a big guy that can, that can hit the three. The the one that they're really talking about that could come back is Anderson, who was. I got to say, I, I don't, don't want to pounce on Trevor Anderson and talk shit here, but. When he was with Green Bay, I think Green Bay was a good fit for him. A good mid-major was a good fit for him. I don't mm-hmm. think he was Wisconsin Badgers good, and I want to be wrong about that. But he just looks so overwhelmed at times when he was, even this year when he was playing. 
slow. Which, in reality, it's such a weird, like, when you look at how he played in high school at Spash and when he was playing with the Hauser brothers and how he played his freshman year at Green Bay. He, he played at Green Bay under Link Darner where it was running gun offense. Like, he he fit that offense somehow. I don't know if he was trying to play down to the, the Wisconsin offense and just was too slow with it or if he was just overwhelmed by it. I don't know what it was, but there's just something that just – just stuck out with him, not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the future is so bright for so many of those guys. Actually, um, you know, you look at like Jonathan Davis. You can't tell me you're not excited about his career. Tyler Wall. Oh, yeah. Dave, Davis is a he, he's got an outside shot at making it to the league, but he, you know, when you look at their roster, he's probably about the only guy. Uh, you're talking. They're gonna. They possibly could start four freshmen next year. So, it's gonna be a rough start to the year next next year. I think this is the first time where I, I mean we saw it a lot at the end of last year in a different way. This is gonna be a season that really tests this coming year. That really tests how good of a coach Greg Gard is. I'm not sold on him either. I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think after a year like this year, you can be sold on him. It was a rough, rough go. I don't think he's getting all the talent out of the talents on the roster. Well, he's no Bo Ryan. I mean, I'll I'll say that. I I think he was he was a perfect assistant coach. Yeah, I agree with that. That is a good enough coach to be a head coach, but you're still missing something. But a good enough coach in one of the best programs in the nation. I mean, that just, it seems, it screams Wisconsin, which is fine, but I don't understand why we don't pay a little bit of money and go get a legitimate head coach. Like who, though? Like, I I, I don't know that off the top of my head. I'd have to look, but I'm sure there's someone. Well, there. there's, there's two guys for sure that you're going to vet before you say you move on, you know. There's two Wisconsin guys. And one of them are. being Tony Bennett and the other one being Shaka Smart, you know. You, you're going to have to ask before – you're going to have to make those guys tell you no before you vet anybody else. So – I'm good with that, If though. you're not confident getting it. See, with Tony Bennett, though, so I, I get the connection with his dad having coached here. I don't think there's any allure for Tony Bennett to go anywhere else except Virginia. I'm with Eric on that, too. I don't think that – He coached in Wisconsin. I, I understand that. I don't that. think he cares about that. He's won a national title in Virginia. What else does he – what else does he have to do there, though, what, too? But what else can he do here that's going to change the program? I think Shaka Smart would be a guy who would make sense. If, I, I would love that hire. If we were gun, you know, gung-ho on, on getting rid of Greg Gard, I'd be okay with that in the long run. But I think Justin's right. I think you do have to have somebody that you kind of have lined up already. Which and he'd be, a, he'd be a good jump from uh, VCU. No, yeah, Wichita State. Was he VCU or Wichita oh. State? I can't. He was VCU to Texas. Yeah, that's what I was going to. I couldn't remember which one he was at first. Uh, but, yeah, going that route would be interesting. I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. It's just going to be a hard get, you know. It's just we all know that Texas has deep pockets and, and Wisconsin is, I mean, look at you look at Paul Christ and where he rates at. 
he, he's middle of the pack of, of uh, paid head coaches in the Big Ten for football. That's the performance. They're not there, paying right? Greg Gard big money to be their head coach, right? Or the biggest money in the Big Ten. So, they, if you look at it, they're probably getting a very good bang for their buck in, in what they're paying the head coach and their assistant coaches. That's true, but I mean, I don't you kind of want to be more a little more competitive than what we've been the last. I mean, they're they're hot last year, so don't. I guess it's not necessarily. I'm probably being a little recency biased, but like with Greg Gard, so it's such a different look at the, culture yeah. though too than what Bo Ryan had. Mm-hmm. And I think Greg Gard's done a good job of channeling that. I'd be really interested to see how the turnaround of Green Bay with Will Ryan goes to possibly turning into maybe that job down the road. Cause I love Will Ryan as a head coach, yeah, especially you've, at you've Green said Bay. That. You've been high on him for since he started yeah. at Green Bay. The, the last yeah. year, I've been really big on him. I mean, he's a guy that two, three years from now maybe can jump at that position if if you're not really advancing I'll, with Greg Gard. But I think Greg Gard. I'll tell you what, years, he, Will, Willie Ryan, he can really cement himself as a recruiter and as a, as a player in recruiting. There's a kid from Northeast Wisconsin that just decided that he's going to transfer out of West Virginia. Oh yeah, Jordan McCabe. I, I in Green he... Bay, Green Bay, Milwaukee, uh, the Grand Canyon, uh, Wisconsin. There, there are some some bigger schools that have called and asked if Will Ryan can somehow. Uh, he's got the upper hand, so so if he wants, he's got the upper hand. If he could get McCabe to come back and run his offense, look out for look out for the Phoenix because this guy, if you watch this guy, he led Kakana to the D two state title uh, about three years ago. This guy is a special special player. Just did not fit West Virginia's style. When he, announced- I would love him to go to Green. Uh, I would love for him to go to Wisconsin. But if Green Bay can somehow pull this off. When he announced he was transferring, himself. when he announced he was transferring, I saw that kind of come through on Facebook and Twitter. I immediately thought, you know, he's he's a ju- he was a junior this year. He has a chance to enter the transfer portal. Um, you know, kind of a guy who's come off the bench, became a starter, wants the minutes because he wasn't quite getting the minutes in West Virginia either. How great of a jump would it be to kind of come back home? play for a school that you know you're close to you know geographically anyway and just tear it up and and play in such a great system i don't think it happens at the end of the day like i want it to happen more than anything as an alum as somebody who covers the team do i am i if, you know gun to my head am i betting on that no but, but be, i it'd be a good story it would though. be huge i mean sandy cohen was really i mean he did it for going from marquette to green bay and I think Jordan McCabe would have a bigger influence than Sandy, Mc- than Sandy Cohen did. And also, props to Jordan McCabe for beating out the douchebag Tyler Hero for Mr. Basketball in 2018. Just had to throw Hell that yeah. in there, too. And Tyrese Halliburton, for that would matter, too. Both those guys are in the NBA. But no, I, I, I would love to have him here. But does it happen? Probably not. Am I rooting for it? You better believe it. Let's start that rumor. Let's start. Let's start that here, rumor. Here are the schools that have reached out to him. He did a he did an interview with uh, Fox Fox 11's Doug Ritchie, 
the uh, schools that have reached out to them are Green Bay, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Grand Canyon, UNLV, Bradley, Purdue, Fort Wayne, Toledo, Drexel, Youngstown State, and Marshall. So he's got a healthy list of offers. Uh, he, he's, you know, Wisconsin and, and UNLV, maybe Bradley are the biggest teams that are, you said Purdue are, are there. on that list, but... You you just bypass Green Bay Purdue, would be special. I I think his best chance to probably get meaningful minutes is Green Bay. Well, any of those any of those you know smaller schools, quote unquote schools. There's a guy. There's a now listen. Of schools, there's a guy that's coaching Toledo, that might have a special connection to him. So. Yeah. yeah. Coach yeah. the last real great, great Green Bay team. Ramsey, you look kind of confused. Todd Kowalczyk. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so it was Purdue Fort Wayne, not uh, not actual Purdue. A lot of mid majors, Wisconsin. Uh, like you said, UNLV. Youngstown I'm going to State. UNLV. That's for, that's where I'm going. Green Bay all the way. Green Bay all day. UNLV's got a new new head coach. It's gonna be tough sell. Yeah. Anyway, so any Great other game. we'll uh, we'll finish up with this. Uh, what are you guys rooting for? I know Ramsey's gonna say dirt track race this weekend. Why did you just think that that's what I'm all about? Oh, I'm not wrong. The track record has proven me right. Yeah, that's what I'm rooting for. Anyways. Big. It's a big race. So if you guys are not doing anything Saturday or Sunday, tune into Fox. They're gonna have. Um, they're gonna hit the cup cars, throw them on dirt. It's gonna be great. Now, what kind of adjustments are they making those cars? I know that they have to kind of retool them a little bit, but you well, got you don't got any specifics here for us, Ramsey? I don't. I know they're running. Uh, Goodyear's brought a new brand new tire up there, so that's gonna be different. Um, from what I can tell, it's basically it's a cup car. They're probably gonna do a little bit of suspension work to it. Um, I I don't know. I haven't really seen any details on what they're exactly doing to them. So, gonna be one of the things you have to watch for. It's gonna be yeah. Tune in. Show. Tune in. It's gonna be. It'll be entertaining. I, it might not be great, but it's gonna be entertaining. I promise that. I don't think I've been this excited for a NASCAR race besides like Daytona, in a long time. Well, and the really cool thing about it is Sue Fox is making a huge deal about it. Like they have the i racing on it tonight. They're base running practice tomorrow. They're gonna have heats on Saturday. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Like I said, people, if you're any sort of interest in auto racing, to turn it on. It's going to be I guess the only disappointing thing that I'm not thrilled about is I kind of wish they were running at Saturday night. Like, I know that the spring race is always the day race. I agree. Saturday night, Bristol. They should run the trucks Friday. Cop guys, Saturday night. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's just like a shout-out to dirt track racing. You know, yeah. That's what they should have mm-hmm. done. It's going to be kind of weird seeing it on Sunday during, during the, the day. day. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, too. I think... I mean, odds on opening favorites, Kyle Larson, which, you know, makes sense. Probably the best dirt racer in NASCAR right now. Uh, Kyle Larson's probably the best dirt racer in the world. Yeah. But so, Christopher, Bell, Christopher Bell would probably be the next closest guy out of all of that group. Right? Uh, Bubba that Wallace crazy. is another guy. Big Kyle Busch is guy. always around. He's always been more pavement. From what he I has, but I, he ran it last week. He was one of the guys who 
was running the late model series there last yeah, year. Yeah, Austin Dillon won a race. Austin Dillon Ooh. won. Chase Elliott's been pretty good on dirt lately. Chase Elliott just started racing dirt, actually, this year. Yeah. He was a, also a payment guy coming up. So, all guys to keep an eye out for, that's for sure. Um, uh, obviously, the dark horse is Ross Chastain. Big dirt guy, too, out of Florida. So, you know... You know what I love about this, Ramsey, is 44 trucks entered for that dirt race. I'm all 44 about that. trucks. And, again, Marcus Simonis promoting like he's been doing. So, everyone pay attention to the truck series. It's That's been a lot of fun, too. To be honest with everyone, the truck series has probably been the most competitive NASCAR touring series this year. Those truck races have been the last great. Yeah, they've been the trucks have been putting on a show every single week for the entire season so far. So if you're just into racing, two in the truck race, they've been, it's been good TV. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll guess I'll kind of echo that. Um, I'm excited for that race. Obviously I'll be watching the NCAA tournament quite, quite intently watching Justin lose again and again and again. I can't wait for mama fish. We talking trash. No, I'm, I'm so excited for this. I might make a video hey, of it and post it on our hey, Facebook man, page. You fucking rigged it. But, yeah, so that's what I'll be rooting for. Also, just a quick note here. Uh, I'm rooting for Tom, Tom Crabtree right now, former Packer. The Chicago Bears made a Photoshop picture of Andy Dalton in the Bears jersey. Put it with a QB1, Tom Crabtree, Team 32. Quote tweeted it. I'm just scrolling through Twitter here right now, just as we're kind of finishing up. But, yeah, that's that's what I'm – that's awesome, too. <laughs> Justin, any, uh, anything else you're rooting for here this week? Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent. There, there's a couple things that I'm going to be watching for. Uh, you know, Marquette fired Steve Wojciechowski uh, over the last week. Uh, be looking to, to find some information on that, uh, where they're looking, who they're looking at, and where that's going to go. Uh, Wisconsin women's basketball program is, is, did the same thing. Uh, seeing, just looking for some information and seeing how that goes. Um, but really, what my my tangent is is uh, I'm rooting for the NCAA to freaking figure it out. Like the 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 reports in the of the women's basketball uh, arenas and, and weight rooms and, and all the facilities that were given to the women to as compared to the men. Now I get it. I get it that 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 the men make far more money for for uh, the NCAA than the women do, but it it's still a great brand of basketball. It's still a great sport, and it's just decent human humancy to to you know treat people the same when they're doing the same thing. I think the NCAA is is the most ridiculous. Uh, thing there is. Uh, I wish it was disbanded. I wish these schools would take their own rights and go their own way and get rid of this this NCAA. Uh, Mark Emmert is the biggest freaking clown that I've that I've ever seen run an organization in my life. He should be fired and never allowed to run anything ever in his life again. This guy is just a joke, and he needs to figure it out. And get it with the program. So is this a nom- uh, this is so an official I, nomination I, I, for dumpster fire of the year? Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, and, and I just, uh, uh, it's terrible. These women should not be treated like this. 
like they're like they're second class citizens when they're doing the same thing that these guys are doing. And now, granted, this touches home a little bit because I'm a girls basketball coach, but that that's not what it's about. It's it's about these women are competing at the same level as these guys, and they're doing the same damn thing, and they're not not getting the damn respect, and it sh- should happen. Justin, it, this is probably the smartest thing you said it, in 15 episodes. It's just it's, damn leadership. No, and, and you know what? The, I, I think the most disappointing thing is just the fact that, I mean, take whatever you will about, you know, women's college basketball and, and the money out of it. You're right. It's equality and and even the food. Like, the food that they were serving, like, they were getting, like, microwave trays of food, and, like, the men had full-on yeah. buffets, and, and the, the way, you see the, the pictures of the workout facilities, like, the women had a couple free weights and some yoga mats, versus the men having, like, a full-on, like, gym set up, I, it's just a, kind of appalling, like, that's what you're kind of coming to, like, this is the, this is still the NCAA tournament, this isn't, like, a, a one-off, offshoot, you know, preseason tournament in the bahamas that this is the best they got this is the ncaa championship tournament it's just disappointing and mark emmert is a freaking clown like i don't i don't think i can say a positive word about him yeah i think it's funny you know i think it's funny this guy says oh we're gonna we're gonna look into it and do an investigation we'll look in the freaking mirror what lacks out of it is leadership and you're the freaking leader and you're just doing a terrible job you, you've done a terrible job with college football. You've done a terrible job with every other freaking sport that you guys are in charge of. Take some ownership and lead these people. It, it's just a joke. I, it pisses me off, to be honest with you. Well, and that's the thing is that it's come down to the money that we're not going to treat people fairly. Like, can you, it's not like the NCAA doesn't make enough money that – you can't get the women a decent meal. You can't get the women a decent weight room. They're making tons of hundreds what, of millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions of dollars. And they're profiting off college athletes who aren't getting a dime. A dime. Well, they're getting compensated with the education. So I mean, like they are getting something from this, but that's coming from the school. The NCAA is just making money right over the top, which is fucking garbage. Like the yeah. No, I we'll wrap up with that. I mean, I dumpster fire of the year worthy them and the texans yeah so and kevin or King resigning signed. kevin king yeah yeah so all in all uh great episode guys uh, episode 15 is in the books as usual like i said we'll have some stuff about monkey knife fight out this weekend check out the raise energy again code root four r-o-o-t number four and then yeah we got some good stuff going on yeah. in wisconsin this weekend you know we got nascar going on men's basketball tournament next week we have some really cool stuff going on um not confirmed 100 percent yet but i guess i can do a little bit of a tease we'll be talking a lot of brewers baseball next week so if you're a baseball guy or, or gal check that out we have a special guest lined up uh hopefully he can come through uh looking at matt Pauly, the pregame and postgame host of wtmj the brewers flagship station possibly joining us next week ramsey will be out of town so he looks like he's. You said that you might be joining us for a little bit next week. Like I'm gonna try to make it. I don't know. We have no expectation. We'll we'll put it that way. Like if it happens, it happens. Great. I will put. If I can't make it, I'll put some updates on the old yeah. Facebook page and what I'm yeah. up to and what I'm doing. So, so Ramsey will be out of town. We'll just yes. be Eric and Justin for the most part next week. We'll have Matt joining us for a little bit, hopefully, uh, with the Brewers 
season starting off next Thursday against the Minnesota Twins at American Family Insurance Field, or American Family Field technically. So all in all, great episode for Justin Ramsey. I'm Eric. This is Roof Wisconsin Show. Episode 15 is in the books. Thanks again for listening. See ya. Peace.